Yeah. What have you got? Got two victims in Brentwood. Brentwood? Nobody gets killed in Brentwood. All right. You're going to say this case is all about race? Yes, because it is. Do you think he did it? She was terrified of him. I'm not a public personality. I don't know how to do this. He's my friend. I don't turn my back on people. You're turning your back on Nicole. Who the hell signs a suicide note with a happy face? I ain't trying to be respectful. I'm trying to win. You want to make this a black thing? Well, I'm not black. I'm OJ. You're losing control. This is a fiasco. You're afraid there are going to be more riots. This has got to stop. I deserve to get hurt. Choose a side. The People vs. O.J. Simpson premieres Tuesday, February 2nd on FX. Hey, everybody. Welcome to When TV Was Great. I'm your host, Alyssa. Thanks for joining me. So I hope you guys had a good week. Uh, I I just got back from a vacation, very fun vacation with my family, my my husband and my son. We went to San Diego, which is about three hours away from me, and maybe four of traffic. <laughs> And we went to SeaWorld and the zoo and the beach, and we had a blast. So uh, I am rested, relaxed, and ready to get back to my podcasting. So today, as you heard, I'm going to be talking about uh, The People vs. O.J. It's called, the whole title is called American Crime Story, The People vs. O.J. Simpson. And I wanted to do the whole series, but it's kind of a lot. So, and I'll be honest, not all episodes are the best. There's some that are much better. Just like, you know, this Rewind, I don't do a full series of Lucy or full series of Wonder Years. There's not all good episodes. I, I have yet to find a show where it's not every single good episode. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe Breaking Bad, but I don't know. So instead of just giving you the whole series, I'm just going to do the ones I like. And this is the first one. It's called The Run of His Life. And uh, a little history of this it's actually because I have the Wikipedia up here okay let's go over the Wikipedia for a second so this was the original air date it started on February 2nd 2016 (laughs) two months before I got married (laughs) so it's been a while uh so it's based on obviously a true story of OJ Simpson's uh and his being accused of murdering Nicole Brown Simpson and Ronald Goldman. Uh, but the the show is based off of Jeffrey Tubin's book, The Run of His Life. And I've actually read that book, and it's really good. It's different than the show. They left some things out. Jeffrey Tubin, uh, I want to say, well, let me see if I, if I can look him up really quick. I think he worked for The New Yorker. He wrote for The New Yorker. He, he's a legal analyst for CNN. He's the one that got caught masturbating recently. Very recently, like a couple months ago. Uh, anyways, he, he worked for The New Yorker from 1993 to, two, to 2020. Ah, I wonder if that's when he got caught. Let's see. Let's look at his... Well, since, I, since I'm down here, let's look at this. Zoom incident. He was masturbating on Zoom. He was... Wow. Okay, I, I won't go into details. You guys can look it up if you want to. I'm trying to keep it clean here. <laughs> but, um, so he, uh, let me see. I'm going to see his involvement with OJ. Okay. So he first started writing and he wrote a book about Oliver North. You guys remember Oliver North? If you're an oldie like me, you do. Uh Tubin has provided broadcast legal analysis on many high-profile cases. In 1994, Tubin broke the story in The New Yorker that the legal team in O.J. Simpson's criminal trial planned to accuse Mark Furman of planting evidence. Tubin provided analysis of Michael Jackson's 2005 child molestation trial, the O.J. Simpson civil case, which is the one he lost, and Prosecutor Kenneth Starr's investigation of President Bill Clinton. So, hey, he might be... Uh, na- he might be mentioned in the new impeachment show that I talked about. He received a 2000, 2000 Emmy Award for his coverage of the Alien Gonzalez custody saga. <laughs> you guys remember that too? So he's been all over the place. 
Um, now let's go back to this. This is really interesting. Uh, this show, and just like everything else that Ryan Murphy touches, I mean, it won some awards. It's, it. I remember the year. I guess it was 2016 in the summer. 2016, 68th Primetime Emmy Awards. It won. It had 22 nominations, and won 13. Wait, no, I'm sorry. Hold on a minute. Let me read this again. <laughs> the season received 22 Primetime Emmy Award nominations in 13 categories, winning nine, including Outstanding outstanding Limited Series, the highest after Game of Thrones that year, which won 12 awards. So it's up against Game of Thrones. It also won the Golden Globe Awards for Best Miniseries, and Sarah Paulson won for Best Actress. She's fantastic. She plays Marsha Clark. Okay. So... That's kind of where, that's kind of the, the backstory of that. This was a 10 episode show. It was a, a limited, it was a limited miniseries that was on FX. And it starts from the moment that they find Nicole Brown's body and Ron Goldman's body. And it goes all the way to like life after the verdict. So it goes, and I mean, it even has episodes about like the, the jury, like how they had to be sequestered. Oh, it's, that's another one of my favorites. They literally just go insane because they can't, you know, they're sequestered and they have so much pressure on them. So let's see here. Um, I'm just going to go reviews. Um, Reaction from individuals involved. Mark Furman, who was portrayed by Stephen Pasquale, refused to watch the series and called his portrayal untruthful. Okay. Marsha Clark praised the series and called Sarah Paulson's portrayal of her phenomenal. I agree. The families of Brown and Goldman expressed anger at the show. Nicole Brown's sister, Tanya Brown, lashed out at the cast members for what she saw as a lack of consultation with the families. Yeah, that's... They should have consulted the families, you know? Um, so, mixed mixed reviews, I guess you could say. Uh, obviously, America loved it because it won a lot of awards. Alrighty. Uh, the first episode was called From the Ashes of Tragedy. And it starts, if I remember right, because I'm not going to re- review that one today, it starts with them finding the bodies OJ uh, fleeing, going to Chicago, and then I think he attends her funeral at the end of the episode. Um, And then, I'm I'm, I'm trying to think about what happened like in real life too, because I was definitely, I definitely remember it. I was only, what, I just turned 15? Yeah, 15. But I definitely remember it. And I'll, I'll talk about that in a little bit, but okay. So let's go ahead and start the episode. I'm really excited to see it. I haven't seen it in a while. Um, you can watch this on Netflix, by the way. They're all there on Netflix, okay? Let's get started. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I miss a very important part. <laughs> and this is awful because it actually really did happen. So it's not just fictional that I missed. So at the very end of the very first episode of this show... Uh, basically, well, I did say he fled, but he, I, he fled Chicago, he came back, he got questioned, he, he failed a lie detector test, and then basically they, um, they, they said, the, the district attorney, uh, wanted to, and, and it's, it's, uh, what the hell is his name? It's, it's the father of the guy who's there now, um, ah, Garcetti, Gil Garcetti, and his son is, I can't remember his son's name right now. He's the mayor of L.A. doing a bang-up job. But no, uh, he basically said, hey, you, O.J. needs to, we, you need to bring O.J. to us. And they said, well, we will. We will bring him to you at this certain time because they were going to arrest him. And O.J. fled. And he fled with, as we all know, he fled with his best friend Al Cowlings and the white Bronco. So the very end of this episode is where we realize he's gone. Okay, so now we are starting here with... Uh, what's his name? Um, I'm sorry, guys. I'm having brain brain freeze today. Uh, John Travolta played him. Uh, ba 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 ba. Robert Shapiro. 
And by the way, he does a great Robert Shapiro. I mean, John Travolta, he's, he's amazing. Love him. So we are, uh, we're still trying to find out where OJ went. Everybody's like freaking out. Gil Garcetti's calling saying, hey, where the hell is this guy? What happened here? So here we go. All right. So, uh, you know, Gil's saying, hey, bring your, bring your client now, Bob. And then uh, Robert Kardashian, who's played by David Schwimmer from Friends, he comes in and he says, OJ left a note, a suicide note. So he gives it to him, he reads it, and <laughs> and uh, Robert, Robert, uh, there's two Roberts, gosh. Robert, 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 Robert Shapiro <laughs> says, who the hell signs a suicide note with a happy face? I mean, that's pretty, I mean, that's a valid, that's a valid question there. <laughs> so then um, the news starts announcing that OJ's on the run and that he's wanted for double homicide, and everybody's kind of stopping what they're doing. Like, they're, it shows, like, a convenience store. They're watching Ted Koppel, uh, on the, by the way. Remember Ted Koppel? He's on there announcing OJ's, uh, you know, that OJ fled. And uh, everybody, you know, and now, of course, now Shapiro and uh, the other guy, the other Robert, Kardashian, they all think that he's dead. A little error I want to clear up here. It is not Ted Koppel who is on the news. It's Tom Brokaw. Sorry about that. So then there's like a montage of all the reporters getting in their cars, running with their cameras. You know, it's a huge news story, so they all got to get on it. ABC, NBC, CBS, Spanish television, uh, you, na- you name it. It was on every station. Anyways, uh... The, so they then the cops are talking about these tips they're getting. He's with Dion Warwick. He's with Magic Johnson. He's here. He's here. He's here. And they're like, yeah, they had like 150 tips within like 10 minutes of where OJ was. But where is OJ? He is at Nicole's grave. But he's in his car. He doesn't get out. He's in the white car, the white Bronco that we all are familiar with. He doesn't get out. He just goes there one last time and then speeds away. And nobody notices him because they don't really know what car he's in yet. They don't know. I mean, I guess they do, but I guess nobody had really, had really uh, heard the news yet. Who There was a whole bunch of reporters and people there at Nicole's grave, but um, nobody noticed him there at all. Well, then the uh, district attorney has to make a statement, you know, about why they don't have OJ. It's like their biggest blunder, their biggest failure here. Pardon me. I want to say something to the entire community. Mr. Simpson is a fugitive of justice. And if any of you assist him in any way, you are committing a felony. And I personally guarantee you will be prosecuted. Today, I hope they catch him. You know he did it. You don't know that. They're just tearing down another black man. Want me to turn off the TV? Tell him to go back to work? No, it's fine. Let him watch. Something big's happening here. We are alleging special circumstances. We are also alleging the murder weapon was a knife. Mr. Simpson must face these charges, and we will find him. Okay, so that clip I just played for you shows many of the different characters in this series. Uh, it first started with, you know, um, Gil Garcetti and Marsha Clark. And they're making their announcement. I remember watching this on TV. You know, I remember saying uh, anybody who helps him is going to be in trouble. I remember that. And then it shows the workers at Johnny Cochran's law firm watching it. And that's when he says, no, no, no. This could be good. Let him watch it. And then it shows Christopher Darden, who is played by Sterling K. Brown and fantastic actor by the way he was in this is us uh he was in something else recently but um i know him from this is us great great actor he's listening to the radio in his car as he's driving up to i think he's driving to oakland so he's not even in la everybody else is but he's he's in oakland then it's showing robert shapiro and robert kardashian watching the news and they're they're pissed because it's making them look bad too Everybody's looking bad because of OJ. I mean, he, he screwed them all over. Anyways, Robert uh, 
Shapiro, I'm sorry, guys. I'm, I keep jacking up his name. Robert Shapiro is saying, they're making me look bad and I have a good reputation. We need our own press conference. So then he has his own press conference and he basically says, I'm just as shocked as you are. You know, I've always had very good luck with my, uh, with my clients, you know, getting them to surrender. I was one of the, I was the one who brought Eric Menendez back from Israel. Do you guys remember Eric Menendez, Eric and Lyle Menendez? I don't remember exactly what year it was, but it was around this time. And they, they were the ones that killed their parents, shot them. Uh, the reason was that they were, that, that they had, uh, sexually abused them as children. I don't, I don't remember if that story flew or not, uh, but they, they went, they got arrested and they're in prison. But I remember that too. I remember when that happened. So there was a lot of LA news. We had Rodney King. We had, we had, uh, the Menendez brothers, we had Heidi Fleiss, who was the, uh, what do they call her? The, the, the call girl. Uh, there's a lot of different, uh, news stories. And we had OJ, and we also had, uh, there's another one. We had the riots. Oh, I already said Rodney King, yeah. So, LA had quite a bit of, quite a bit of news stories back in the early 90s. But this is by far the biggest one. So then, uh, Robert Shapiro introduces Robert Kardashian, and he reads a suicide note, and there's a stupid-ass scene where all the Kardashian kids, let's see, like, oh god, don't, don't, don't get mad at me if I can't remember their names, Chloe, Courtney, Kim, and then the boy, uh, Robert, yeah, they were, they're all, they, oh my god, it's daddy! so stupid why did they have to put that in there i don't know but if if they hadn't put that in there this episode would be like a perfect 10 but they didn't they or they did they had to put it in there just to i mean we know robert kardashian was their father you don't have to like we don't have to know that they were watching this i mean yeah everybody was watching this this news at you know around the same time but we don't need to know about his his kids we see enough of them okay not a fan of the kardashians can you tell There's a white Bronco behind us right now. Liar. Is there an Serious, look. So in that clip, uh, you see like a Winnebago, these two like hippie people, and uh, they notice the white Bronco behind them. You know, he's being very, because he's, he's not, ru- they're not racing. They're just driving normally. <laughs> and it's not like a high speed chase. You know, they're not trying to get away. They're just driving normally. And uh, these assholes in the Winnebago were like cutting people off, uh, like running him off the road just so they can get a better look, just to make sure it's him, and it is him. And the uh, and Al Cowlings is played by Theo Huxtable, who uh, real name is Malcolm Jamal Warner. He was Theo. That's uh, another one of my favorite shows, Cosby Show. But uh, he was uh, he plays him, and he's in the driver's seat. He's like, "What are you looking at?" And uh, I remember when this first happened. I'm like, "Who the hell is AC Cowlings?" I had no idea who that was. And my brother knew because my brother was a football fan. I barely knew who OJ was. All I knew that he was in the Naked Gun movies. He was in all those Naked Gun movies. Uh, 
but I didn't really know. He didn't play football when I watched, you know, when, when I was a kid. So, uh, it was before my time, I think. But anyways, uh, he, the, the guy gets to the pay phone calls, you know, puts a tip out there and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out if this really happened or not. Like, I'm sure that it happened. Some, it was something like this where some just per, some bystander on the road saw them and called it in. That's, I guess that, that's how they, they got him. So, uh, and also that song playing is the Beastie Boys Sabotage. Great song. That was probably one of the songs that was popular in 94. And, uh, so now the, they're on, they're on the chase for OJ and they know where he's going. They know where he's headed. So, well, they think they know where he's headed. They don't know quite exactly where he's headed, but they know what, you know, he's on the five, he's on the I-5 North right before it merges into the 405. I was just there a couple days ago on that road. And, uh, yeah, so they, they got a location now. So, OJ screwed. Sir, step out of the vehicle. No, no, no. Hell no. Sir, you need to turn your engine off and step from the vehicle now. Do you know what's going on here? OJ's in the back seat with a gun to his head. Can I speak with Mr. Simpson? No, no I ain't speaking to nobody. I ain't speaking to nobody. Tell him the gun's loaded. What? What? Tell him. I, I, I know, OJ. I, OJ, I'm going to handle it, okay? I know. We don't want a situation here. We don't want anybody to get hurt. You want okay. to go. OJ, OJ, OJ. Tell him, tell him, tell him. Okay, get back. That's not happening. Get back off. You shoot? I'm not shooting at OJ Simpson unless somebody authorizes it. Okay, I'm just going to come right out and say this. I believe OJ was 100% guilty. I think a lot of people did. I think there was just a... I don't know what happened with it. I, I don't know. There's a lot of speculation on why he why he why uh, they lost the case. Uh, I don't know. But I am going to say, if he didn't kill these people, then why the hell is he threatening to kill himself? I mean, does he think that he's just going to... Let, let's, let's just play devil's advocate. Let's say he didn't kill him. Why is he threatening to kill himself? If there's nothing to hide... And also, why are you running? If there's nothing to hide. You know what I'm saying? It just it doesn't make any sense. And this is how I knew he was guilty from the start. Because he ran. And he was about ready to take his own life because of what happened. Um, you know, he has children. He's got a lot of children. Older, younger, and... You know, if 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 their mother dies, he had two little children, like eight and six or something. Justin and Sydney, like eight and six years old, maybe eight and I think one of them was six. Yeah, so it's like you got to stay around for your kids, right? So why would he threaten suicide unless he knew that he was going to get the death penalty? You know what I'm saying? It just it. That's that's why I that's when I knew he was guilty was the second he ran. And that's, that's a, that's a guilty move right there. No matter how you look at it. Okay, so then Robert Kardashian pulls up to OJ's house, I guess. So it's where the whole family is watching TV. All his kids are there. Kato Kalen is there. <laughs> uh, his mama's there. Everybody's there. And, uh, except the little kids. The little kids aren't there. And Robert Kardashian says, um, I have some bad news, you know. We have reason to believe that OJ killed himself. I found a suicide note. And, you know, he, they all obviously freak out. And uh, they're all, you know, sobbing uncontrollably. And then this happens. He's in a better place. <laughs> no, wait, look, look. O.J. Simpson is sitting in the back seat, and he has a gun oh, at his head. And uh, presumably, the officers in those uh, four cars that are maintaining the pace. Bob, where have you been? 
have any idea what is going on? Yeah, I did a press conference and I filled the gas tank. Pop, they found him. OJ is driving up and down the freeways with a police escort. He's still alive? In front of him, however, there are a number of highway patrol units and sheriff's vehicles sitting on the side of the road, and that's a call to Code 100 and intercept. And what they're doing is they're making sure no other vehicles... Good for you, OJ. Good for you. I'm still in the game. Okay, well, now everybody knows he didn't kill himself. So, uh, yeah, I, I love... So, so the play, the clip I played for you, if you didn't hear it, if you don't know who, who was in there, that was, that was, uh, Robert Shapiro coming home to his mansion and, uh, his wife telling him that OJ was still, you know, was, they were, they found OJ. So these two really thought that he, that OJ killed himself. They were basically just like, okay, well, you know, the problem took care of itself. I think, I think Robert, uh. Shapiro wanted wanted this case for sure, you know. He wanted to be able to help him because he's he's all about helping the celebrities apparently. Well, when I say celebrities, like the yeah, I guess celebrities. Uh, I mean Menendez was definitely not a celebrity, but a lot of people say on this show that Robert Shapiro was like a celebrity lawyer. Uh, he was was he the one that was he the one that was Michael Jackson's lawyer? I want to say he was. I have to, I'm going to look this up. Hold on. Okay, so according to Wikipedia, he has represented other celebrities as well, such as Johnny Carson, Christian Brando, Marlon Brando's son, Linda Lovelace, the porn star, the Kardashians, and F. Lee Bailey. Okay. So yeah, he's like a celebrity lawyer. I don't think he practices anymore. This is the funny part. This, this, this made me crack up. He co-founded Shoe Dazzle. You guys remember Shoe Dazzle? <laughs> LegalZoom and RightCounsel.com. Uh, yeah, he... Wow, he also wrote a children's book. Somo the Sober Monkey, a character in the children's book Somo says no, which is an anti-drug theme. I mean, I'm all for that, but like, what? Um. Okay. So... Now, we need to find out where OJ's going. We don't know where he's going. You know, it's a, it's a high-speed chase. It's it's only on the freeway, which, you know, they could... That's an easy chase. It's not like he's going through those residential streets like those idiots, you know, who run from the cops in L.A. It's just on the freeway, and we just need to know where OJ's going here. This is a Channel 5 News special report. There is a rather amazing story developing in Los Angeles this hour where California Highway Patrol is in pursuit of a white Ford Bronco, a car that was reported to be one that might contain O.J. Simpson and a friend earlier today. We're looking now at a live picture in, uh, in Southern California. We're going to switch live to KNBC's coverage of the events as they are unfolding. And one psychiatrist. And he was with those people this morning when he was supposed to turn himself in, when he was supposed to go with the police, uh, the policeman down to Parker. Okay, so that clip I just played for you was not from the show. It was from YouTube. And what happened on, okay, so this happened on June 17th, 1994. There was a Knicks-Rockets game. And it was game five of the NBA championships. And basically, it interrupted the game and pissed a lot of people off. <laughs> and there's actually a scene in this this series, uh, this episode about it too. But I wanted to kind of show you a play a real clip for you from that day. Uh, and that's exactly how it was watching TV. Now I'll tell you where I was because I wasn't home watching TV. We were I lived in Santa Barbara at the time, which is about two hours away from LA, and. We were going to visit my family in Bakersfield, which is where I live now. We used to, we would go every summer. I think we we're going for it was Father's Day. It was Father's Day weekend, or something like that. Around Father's Day, we were going to go see my grandpa. So we uh, we knew 
what it what it that he was on the run but we had to you know we were leaving so we got in the car it was my mom and Evan and I my brother and I don't think my dad was there and my dad this before cell phones okay this is 1994 and we just listened to the whole the whole trip we listened to this the chase and you know where they thought he might be going and it just it the whole history and it was it was crazy because we were on the same road that he was on except he was going south and we were going north really really cool Re- no wait, we were going hold on yeah we're going north yeah santa barbara's wait hold on a minute <laughs> i'm bad with my directions santa barbara yes we were going north we were going north to, to bakersfield so we we were like glued to the radio you know we didn't have a tv we didn't have our internet we were just glued and then when i remember when i we got to my grandpa's house he had it on the big screen tv and it was right when uh they were parked at oj's house and he was you know they're trying to get him out of the car and it just like we we really we really lived that experience you know what i mean like when you're in a car you got nothing else to do like nothing to do at all for two hours i think it's two and a half it was two and a half hour trip and we we just watched or we just listened to the radio and it's one of those things one of those things where you get bond with your with, with i bond with my mom i bond with my brother about it uh it's like you know one of those scenes like what ha- where were you when 9-11 happened you know you're going to remember the news stories you're going to remember the when you first hear about it and that's exactly i saw i still remember it i also remember watching the trial and i remember we watched the verdict at, in my high school uh they they played it for us uh so that's kind of uh what i remember i didn't watch a lot of the trial a lot of it i was kind of it was a long trial it was a long trial and then they on, they only had to deliberate deliberate for like what a day and then they were all decided on if he was guilty or not and my dad my mom watched it the it was always on the trial was on all day long at my house every din- every night at dinner it was just every it was all that everybody talked about you know the glove if it doesn't fit you got to acquit you know and the whole Mark Furman thing about how he's uh, racist, and then and then they all you know they also compared all this to Rodney King riots for some reason. So it's just like ingrained in my memory this day and the days following it. I also remember when they found uh, Nicole and Ronald dead. I remember that day too, and just it brings back a lot of memories when i watch this because it, it is what it is true what they say the world did stop it did stop like people just or i should say the country uh and and i do remember and i and it'll 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 be put up here on this on the show in, in a few more minutes here but i do remember people talking about waving signs that says go oj go oj you know over the i5 freeway uh, so yeah, we didn't see it. Obviously we went the opposite way, but it was still crazy that we were on the same freeway as him. I always thought that was really crazy. Okay. Memory over. <laughs> this is 911. What is your emergency? Hey, this is AC. I have OJ in the car. Who is this? You know who this is? God damn it. I have OJ in the car. You tell the police to back off. He's got a gun to his head. Hold on a moment. Where are you? Everything else okay? What? No! What kind of stupid ass question is that? Everything is terrible! And you just clear the freeway! We're going to Brentwood! Stupid ass. Okay, so I clipped that because that actually was said by Al Cowlings. Uh, this is AC, you know, you know who the... What did he say? You know who the F I am? Yeah, it was, um, pretty accurate from the, the... I've heard, I've watched a lot of specials on OJ. There was this really good one called, was it the one on ESPN? Oh, I don't remember the name of it. 
I'll get the name for you guys, but it was really good, and there was a lot of things that I learned about the case that I didn't know, and it did show Nicole's autopsy pictures, which I didn't want to see. It showed, like, the, the wounds and everything. Uh, basically, he he basically decapitated her, and, you know, they, they don't really... It was a very gruesome murder. And, um, and it's, it's a very, very personal murder, which, and he, he, I remember OJ tried to make it look like it was like a, what do they call it? A Colombian necktie. It was like from a Colombian, like Nicole was into drugs. It was like the cartel that killed her. I mean, yeah, but it wasn't, I, I I'm. I always believe in my heart he killed her and killed Ronald and uh, no nothing will ever change my mind on that. So anyways, they're going to Brentwood to see his mom. And it's funny because the chase is it's not really a chase. They're going very slow. So they're driving very carefully. Like I mentioned before, they're driving very carefully. But it, but in the clip because it shows a whole bunch of news clips, which is what I love about this show. It's not reenacted. It's It shows real news clips. And when it shows the the I-5 freeway, or it might be the 405 by now. Uh, I don't remember exactly where Brentwood is. But it's you see all the cars stopped on the road. Like, they all just stopped. They're, like, they're stopped on the... Inter- on the uh, on the entrances and the exits, they're all just completely stopped as OJ's going by. And I don't remember if they closed the freeway or if they, they must have closed the freeway if they're trying to get him. I'm gonna look that up too. Hold on. Okay, so I can't really find that information. That's not a big deal, but I just wanted to see. So the chase, the slow speed chase, which lasted about 45 minutes, saw the Bronco followed by a phalanx of the police cars over California highways near Los Angeles. It ended at Simpson's Mansion where he surrendered to police. It's estimated that 95 million people watched the chase live on TV. Damn! This is right after, this is right when the summer hit and the kids were out of school. And they're just sitting, everybody's sitting at home watching this. I was too until we got in the car to leave. Oh my gosh, how funny. I pressed play on the next scene, and it was, it said, they're clearing the freeways. This guy came and said, they're clearing the freeways. So, yes, they closed the freeways. (laughs) It was, he was actually on the 405. And I also read something about the 91 freeway. I don't, I'm not, I don't live in LA, so I don't exactly know where the 91 freeway is. But is that, I, I don't know. Is that maybe the freeway to go to Brentwood? I guess it doesn't matter. But yeah, so they did clear the freeway and that answers my question. <laughs> Anyways, the guy comes in to the news sta- to the TV station and says, they're cleaning the freeway. We've got to get a camera out there. We've got to get a helicopter out there. Are you kidding me? This is a world championship game for NBA. We got to do it. We got to do it. So, you know, if I was sitting watching the champion, the, the world's whatever, not world series, that's baseball championship, you know of the NBA, I would be pissed if it got preempted with news coverage. But I guess it didn't matter because everybody wanted to watch this, I I guess? I don't know. Uh, I remember, it doesn't, I don't know if it does this anymore, but back in the day, there used to always be special report, special report. This is a special report from Fox News. This is a special report from KTLA, you know, and... It would, it would interrupt, like, uh, our shows. It would interrupt the soap operas and the more, you know, it would interrupt everything. I don't know if they do that anymore. You know, I, I have to be honest. I don't really watch cable. I don't watch a lot of cable at all. I watch a lot of streaming stuff. But the last thing I can remember that got preempted was maybe, well, I guess, I mean, as far as a big news story goes, I would say it was 9-11. That definitely stopped everything. And that's that's the... Uh, it was on every single channel, just like OJ. But the thing is, the OJ chase was only 45 minutes. The, the entire chase was 45 minutes. But I guess I was reading something else that said 
It started at 5.07 and ended at 7.57 p.m. So, and that makes sense because when we got in the car, it was, he had just got on the road. So, yeah. So, I guess that makes sense. But, so here's the scene where the basketball game gets cut off. Riding on Chiron. Give me time. They're clearing the freeway. There's nobody else driving on it. What? You're kidding. We've got to cut to OJ. I can't. It's the NBA Finals. You do realize how much these spots are going for. Put the game in the box. What? No! You have to think clearly. OJ is news, entertainment, and sports. Jim, I can't. I, in 24 years, I've never done anything like this. OJ gets the big screen. I'm calling upstairs. Shit. Asshole. Go. Ready two and take two. Ready uplink. Angeles in the south central part of that area and we are told by the California Highway Patrol that OJ Simpson is in that car holding a gun to his head he has been in touch with a police highway dispatcher saying he wants to be taken to his mother he wants to see her now, what we, uh, okay so then Marsha Clark notices something she said wait a minute how is OJ in that Bronco? Because we ha- we took it for evidence. And he's like, no, 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 that's Al Cowling's Bronco. They had the same car. They, they were just like each other. They copied each other all the time. Which is interesting, too. It wasn't his car. It was AJ's car. I'm pretty sure, sh- AJ, AC's car. Pretty sure they said that, but everybody just kind of assumed it was his car. Okay, so then we find out that the SWAT team is taking over Rockingham. Remember, OJ lives in the Rockingham estate. In Brentwood, which I looked up Brentwood because I was, I didn't know where it was, and it's really funny. I was just really close to it the other day. We went to Santa Monica, to Santa Monica Pier, and Brentwood is like just a stone's throw away from Santa Monica. So um, it's off, and it is off the 405, just like Santa Monica. It's kind of like in a little. It's kind of like in a residential. It's not off any major freeways. It's kind of like kind of tucked away, but um. That is where OJ lived in Brentwood. And Brentwood was... So I don't know what he was doing on the 91. I'm still trying to figure that one out. But maybe people in LA will know what why. Maybe he had to get over to the... I don't know. The 91 does, does not go anywhere near Brentwood. So I don't know what was up with the 91. So then it shows a very busy Pizza Hut. The phone's ringing off the hook. And they're making pizzas like... Just slinging out those pizzas. And then they're, they're out of all the ingredients. It's because people are... Ordering pizzas, watching the chase. But here's the thing, though. It wasn't that long of a chase. You know? So, I don't know why they thought they were just going to sit down with their pizza. And, I mean, yeah, you definitely want something to watch while you're, or something to eat while you're watching, like, you know, history in the making here. But I think that's pretty funny. But that actually did happen. I actually looked it up. It was Domino's. But Domino's would, was running out of all their ingredients. So, then there's a scene where... Robert Kardashian gets a call from OJ, and he's all secretive about it, and basically OJ just says, I love you, you're a good friend to me, he's saying his goodbyes, you know, and uh, think of the good memories, not the bad stuff, so, you know, you know, I gotta say, though, when I heard about this, and I heard that he had a gun to his head, you know, I did think he was gonna, he was gonna kill himself, I did, um, I, or, or I thought that the cops would kill him, um, which we're going to get into because he's about to get home here and then there's the, the, the cops are going to be at the house, but I definitely knew something bad was, I felt something bad was going to happen to him. Then there's a clip of Johnny Cochran, who was amazing in this series. He was played by, oh gosh, let me get the name. Uh, oh my gosh, where is he? Courtney B. Vance. He's been in a lot of stuff. But he played Johnny Cochran. And he's 
he's in the news. He's in like the, this is a news station that's interviewing him. And for some reason, he's in the control room and he sees that the two uh, tech techie people are trying out like a like an obituary for OJ. They're trying out like the screens and the, the, the graphics and stuff. And he's like, gentlemen, this man is not dead yet, you know, and and then he's interviewed by this guy and it, we didn't really say they don't say the name or anything. But he's talking about whenever black men are being chased by cops or they feel threatened, they're going to, they're going to have their guard up. And then he, you know, he's, he's a, uh, he's attorney for, for black rights. So he's obviously uh, rooting for OJ and doesn't think he's guilty probably because, I mean, he becomes his lawyer there. But yeah, I mean... It's, it's interesting. I don't remember, I don't remember this interview. This must have been on another channel, but I, I, uh, because it's a thing. It's like, they would, cl- they cut away to like people's commentaries on it. You know, like when 9-11 happened and you'd see a whole bunch of footage, they kept playing that footage over and over and over again. Ugh. Of the plane going in and then the buildings going down. And... And then, but then they they go to the commentaries. Well, who do we think did this? Well, I think it was Al Qaeda. It was Osama bin Laden, you know. And then, uh, then they'd be talking to like people that were on the ground, you know, that that witnessed the whole thing. And that's kind of how it was with OJ. They'd be talk. They they'd have OJ. Like you can't really just focus on the chase the whole time. It's real slow and boring, right? So then they go to like, what do you, so what do you think is going to happen? Do you think he's guilty? They'd have like commentaries from people. So this must be like a commentary while they're watching the chase. Uh, I don't know how it really fits in. If, if it does fit in, if they just put it in here because he needed to have a line in here. But, um, cause he doesn't, we don't really see him come onto the show until, like, to be, like, a primary person on the show till he gets, she gets his, you know, OJ gets his dream team of lawyers. But, but anyways, he's telling the newscaster, a sto- you know, about Leonard Detweiler, Weiler, who was a African-American man who had a pregnant wife and he was rushing her to the hospital. This is, like, 30 years ago. True story. I just looked it up. Uh, obviously, it's a true story. This is all true. But um, he, uh, he got pulled over by the cops, and they killed him. And, you know, there has always been racism and bigotry. And, you know, there's always been issues with the African Americans and, and the police. And even back 30 years ago, there was. But, I mean, you know, Black Lives Matter, we just went through all of this. We still are going through it, you know? It's definitely something that has always been prevalent, you know, and I'm not going to get too political into this, but it definitely worked to OJ's advantage in his trial. Let's just say that. But anyways, he's, he's talking about, you know, the, the, the trial that he, he was on. He was, he was a lawyer back 30 years ago and he was the lawyer for that, that murder. And he says that was the first of many, uh, you know, situations like that. So we can kind of see, I mean, we all know who Johnny Cochran was. He was, uh, he might have been Michael Jackson's lawyer. Now I got to look that up. Hold on. Okay, I was right. Cochran represented Sean Combs during his trial on gun and bribery charges, as well as Michael Jackson, Tupac Shakur, Stanley Tukey Williams, Todd Bridges from Different Strokes, Football player Jim Brown, Snoop Dogg, former heavyweight champion Riddick Bowe. Uh, and then he also represented Reginald, Reginald Denny. Okay, Reginald Denny's the one that, in the riots, he's the one that was in, he was driving the, the semi. And he got, like, beat beyond recognition by the rioters. It says he, that was, he, he, yeah, it said he, he represented him. Okay. So that's that. He did not represent Rodney King. He represented the, the victim that was involved with this Rodney King riot. Okay. 
What? Who is this? This is Detective Tom Lang with the Los Angeles Police Department. How'd you get this number? You called 911. Well, you tell the cops to back off, all right? Stay away from us. See, give me the phone. Hey, this is OJ. I just wanted to say how sorry I am. I didn't mean for you guys to all have to come out like this. I know it's late on a Friday. You guys work hard. Probably want to go home and see your kids. No, it's okay. We're just doing our jobs. <clears throat> so, uh, I understand you have a gun. Yeah, but it's not for you. Don't worry, I would never hurt any of you guys. This gun's for me. No, 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 you don't want to do that. Things will get better. You should just toss it out the window. No, no, I can't do that. I gotta, I gotta be with Nicole. Yeah, that's all I'm trying to do. I just can't do it on the freeway. I can't do it in a field. I tried to do it at a grave. Now I'm just going to do it at home. OJ, we want to keep you alive. We're not going to bother you. We'll let you go home. We know you want to go there. We'll let you go there. But the gun is, is scaring everybody. Please, can't you just throw it away? No. I deserve to get hurt. <laughs> so then we see Christopher Darden at a in his backyard having a barbecue and everybody's out there having barbecues talking it's the summer everybody's out there enjoying this the nice weather and and uh you know they're kind of joking and they're saying man oj was a hell of a football player and he's like ah, i think jim brown was better so they're talking about whoever jim brown was i'm sorry guys i'm not a football i'm not a sports fan whatsoever but uh jim brown and he said you know OJ, what did OJ ever do for, for our community? What did he ever do for the black people? You know, he made all his money and he split. And I mean, OJ went to, OJ was from Oakland. He was from the same place where they were, where, where Christopher Darden lived, you know? So he never did anything for, for the black community. He never, he never uh, donated money to anything. He took his money and he split. He's like, when he, when he did that, he became white. So, He's very, we're very aware of, of how, how Christopher Darden feels about, about OJ here. So, um, that's interesting. Very interesting. I completely forgot to talk about the clip I just played. <laughs> Sorry guys, it's been a long week. So yes, this actually really did happen. He did talk to the police department and told them, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, you know, I didn't mean for all you guys to get involved with this. And, you know, it's funny because Cuba, Cuba Gooding Jr. plays OJ and he just doesn't fit the bill for me. He's, he's, he doesn't look like him. He definitely doesn't sound like him. OJ has a really deep voice, really deep voice. And I just, I, I never really bought it. You know what I mean? I bought every other character on here. I, I or person, I should say. They're not characters. They actually were real people. I definitely believe Marsha Clark. I believed, uh, definitely believed uh, Robert Shapiro, Kardashian. But yeah, Cuba, Cuba did not do it for me. And I don't think he got nominated for anything either. I think a lot of other people agree that he wasn't the best. Okay, then we have the top of the overpass where a whole bunch of people are gra uh, gathering around with signs that say, Go Juice, Go Juice. And they're chanting, Go OJ, Go OJ. And this really happened. There were people with signs out there telling him to keep going. Okay, and then it shows them driving to his house in Brentwood. And there's a whole bunch of people outside with signs again. Right outside his house in his neighborhood. I don't remember that. It might have happened. Um, I should look it up. But I don't remember that. I do remember watching him pull into his driveway. Because uh, that's when... Well... I remember hearing about him pulling into his driveway. Then, when I, like I said, when I got to my destination, then I was able to watch it on TV and, fi and finally see what everybody was talking about, you know? But I don't remember crowds of people outside his house. I could be wrong, but I don't remember that. 
Okay, so they just showed another news clip, and it doesn't look like the huge crowd that was portrayed in the TV show. <laughs> I mean, in this, it's like he's a freaking beetle. Like, you're like, yeah, yeah, they're dr- jumping on his car. I don't think so. I don't think that's how it happened. I mean, like I said, I could be wrong, but I mean, if you're, I'm looking at the news clip here, it's a, it's a crowd of people, but it's not like what we just saw in the, in the show. It's maybe about 30 people, and they have signs. But, um, yeah. And also, I don't think the police would let them do that, right? I mean, I guess it depends on where they are. They're not going to be too close to the house. They're all, like, on a street. And he lived... Where, where did he live? I think, I thought, I want to say he lived on Bundy Drive. I'm looking that up, too. Okay, so Rockingham is actually off of Sunset Boulevard. But he's, like, in the nice part of Sunset Boulevard, not the gross, tra- you know, trashy part. So that's where he, so he basically lived like in the middle of a huge, he lived in the middle of the city, basically, but it was a nice, it was all gated and it was just a nice little community in there. Well, they arrive to his house and just like I remember, he stays in the car for a very long time. People are wondering what's going on. So OJ's son, Jason comes out of the house, running out of the house when they get to the driveway and he's like, put down the gun, dad, put down the gun. And OJ doesn't put down the gun and they have to, you know, get Jason out of there because it's dangerous. You don't know what's going to happen. Somebody with a gun, you got to be really careful with that situation. So then negotiations begin. They call, talk to AC and OJ takes the phone. They said, okay, you need to put the gun down, come inside. And he's like, no, I can't. He's he's really, he's losing it. He's about ready. And then he just says, I should have killed myself this morning. And then he puts a gun in his mouth and and looks like he's going to shoot, but he doesn't. And then uh, he gets a call from Robert Kardashian. And he just, you know, he just says, put the gun down. Come in. We all love you. You know, your whole family's here. We're waiting for you. We don't want you to die. You know, just negotiating with him he's like the um, negotiator and he says I will I want to I'll come in but I don't want to be arrested on camera and he's like he's like what do you want then well I want them to arrest me inside my house he's like okay that's fine as long as you you know don't bring the gun he's like it's very important not to bring that gun well yeah cops shoot anybody with a gun I mean they do it that's what they're trained to do you know you you have a gun you're going to regret that one you know so, uh, OJ gets out of the car, and he's carrying, uh, pictures, framed pictures of his kids. He was, ca- he was holding them to his chest, like, the whole time when they were driving, and the cops think it's a gun. He's got a gun! Shoot him! And then Kardashian, which I, 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 I do remember this happening. I do remember them saying, um, he's holding something. They think, they don't know if it's a gun. You know, I do remember that happening. And then, you know, Kardashian's like, no, don't shoot him. He's got pictures. And so they let him in the house. He gives uh, Robert a huge hug. And he asks for, to call his mother and to have a glass of OJ. And I remember that too. I remember that too. They talked about that on the news. So, yeah. uh, That was his, his wishes, his last wishes before he got arrested. Wrap up this uh, live coverage so you can tune into your late local news, which will have plenty about how all this unfolded. So for right now, Dan Rather with Connie Chung, John Blackstone, and our colleagues at KCBS in Los Angeles. We're taking him to trial. The confirmation now that that arrest has taken place. In fact, the con- Too bad you're not working on this case. What? You better not. He got framed. I was thinking the same thing. Oh, come on. I can guarantee you OJ was not framed. Sure he was. You stay the hell away from this.
All right. So what I like about that last scene, it's actually just very well done. You know, Marsha is with all of her her uh, co-workers. They're watching the news. It's, it says the clock is 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock. So it's like a, a couple hours after this happened. And, she, you know, she's she looks smug. We're going to take this to trial. And, uh, you know, she, she knows it's a, it's a slam dunk. She, she's very confident, very confident that it's a slam dunk case. And yeah, it does seem like it is a slam dunk case. But when you get people like Johnny Cochran involved and Shapiro and, you know, it's not as a slam dunk as you think. (laughs) So I, I like it because it kind of sets a scene for the next coming, the, you know, the other episodes. I like what Ryan Murphy He's so good with his, uh, he's one of my favorites. He's just, I, I love how he ends things. Um, I don't know. I just really like that scene. It's, it, I like the music. It's just really, really good. Really good scene. So, obviously we know what happens with OJ. He, he is found not guilty. Like I said, this series goes through the entire trial, um, talks about the jury, talks about, he talks, he talks about his times with Nicole, and, um, I think in the next episode, oh no, the first episode, we saw Kris Jenner, well, who was Kris Kardashian back then, saying she was terrified of him. Yeah, he was a wife beater. It was a well-known fact before this happened. It wasn't something that just came out. It was well-known. But I think what happened was that the cops maybe hid it, you know? They kind of swept it under the rug. But, um, yeah, the cops knew about OJ and knew he was a wife beater. And, I mean, that's why they divorced, you know? And the first episode's really good, too, um... It's, it's hard to watch. It's, it's a rough one, but just like it was rough when we heard, you know, finally, when we, when we heard about that, you know, we were like, it was awful. It was absolutely awful. And I had no idea who Nicole Brown Simpson was or Ronald Goldman, obviously, but, um, they kind of go in more into detail on, oh, that's what I was going to do. I was going to tell you this special. Let me get that name for you. Okay. I'm pretty sure this is it. It's called OJ Simpson Made in America. And it's from 2016. Same year this came out. OJ Made in America. A chronicle of the rise and fall of OJ Simpson, whose high-profile murder trial exposed the extent of American racial tensions. It was a Netflix original. There was also one on ESPN that was really good, too. Okay, I'm sorry about that. The ESPN special was made in... America. OJ made in America. Okay. Anyways, it's really good. <laughs> it, it doesn't just talk about the trial, the murders. It talks about his life after the trial, the murders, and how he was shunned and how he got into more trouble. Remember, he got busted robbing uh, in, I think it's Las Vegas. He moved to Las Vegas and he got busted. There was this TikTok video I saw recently. I don't know where they, I think they're in Vegas or somewhere. And she, she's like, it's not every day you see O.J. Simpson at the next table, and I'm not even kidding you. He was sitting right there. And, uh, you know, he looked, he looked like, he looked like O.J., you know, I mean, he's old, he's aged a lot, but that was a really cool video. I was like, wow. And she did it so casually. She actually, it was really funny. She actually had, like, her phone out. She had somebody recording her. She had her phone out, and she had, like, a Google search up of, who killed Nicole Brown Simpson or whatever, or she had like a Google search of OJ up and, and then it pan the camera panned out to him. It was really funny. It was really cool. Uh, anyways, the special talks a lot about him and his after the aftermath and the kids, he talks about his kids, his family. Um, like I think he lost custody of his kids. It just, it was good. Oh, and it talks about the civil trial. And, you know, he he lost the civil trial, but he had no money to give the gold the uh the Browns or the Goldmans. So that kind of was a waste, but 
they just they and I remember they just said I just wanted to hear the word guilty you know what I mean so um it's it's a really good show uh the 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 series that I'm I'm talking about here but also the documentary it's really good stuff if you I I basically I I I read a lot of stuff I was really into this for a little while I read The Run of His Life by Jeffrey Tubin that's a good book there's also a book and I don't have it but it's called If I Did It by OJ I think it's probably really stupid but I've always wanted I've always been looking for that one I want to see what he has to say but um there's also a book by Marsha Clark that I wrote or that I, I wrote that I read that was really good too can't remember what that was called right now uh there was one by was it Robert Kardashian Robert Kardashian died pretty soon after OJ Alexa when did Robert Kardashian die Oh, okay. He died in 2003. Okay, well, still. Oh, and it talks about his, his friendship with him? They, like, never talked to each other after after this. Yeah. It's really, really interesting to see what happened. What happened after the, the trial. So I highly recommend that. And um, I'm going to keep... Since this is a Ryan Murphy show, I'm going to keep talking about this. Impeachment starts September 7th. Or is it September 9th? Sorry, guys. September 9th. And um, it's about Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky and that whole scandal. And it looks amazing. And the girl, Marsha Clark herself. Um, uh, the frick is her name? Sarah Paulson plays Linda Tripp, which is going to be amazing. Edie Falco plays Hillary Clinton, which is going to be amazing. And Clive Owen plays Bill Clinton, which I don't see it, but we'll have to see. All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in. Next week, I'm going to be working on Married to Children episode from season four called Hot Off the Grill. It's a Labor Day episode since Labor Day is that weekend. And then I also posted my schedule for September on my Facebook page. If you go there, you can follow me at When TV Was Great Podcast. And be sure to leave me a review on iTunes. And I think that is all. You guys have a good weekend or week, weekend, weekend and week. And I'll see you next week. Bye, guys.